is up people and welcome back to the Highline Podcast. Thank you so much for making us part of your day. And we are just after taking a breath after watching West Ham put another dagger in Spurs. And that's, I believe, I believe if I'm right, that's the fifth consecutive loss that Spurs, this fifth consecutive game Spurs haven't won after going 1-0 up, which is a Premier League record. What did you think of the game? You can't take your eyes off this Premier League season. You, uh, you really can't. I think Spurs epitomise the Premier League season. You can't take your eyes off Spurs. So up and down. Yeah. Like anything can happen in any game. Some teams put in clinical performances one week and the next game they're poor. Yeah, For example, yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. But we get on to them later. But Spurs, for the first half an hour, I was sitting on my chair and I was saying, I think Spurs are the most entertaining team in the league. I think they play the best football in the league. Well, hold on, hold on, hold in on. In the first half an hour, no, that's what I did. No, no. I sat here and I said, <sighs> There's such a difference between being the most entertaining team in the league and a team playing the best football. I was watching them with the most sleek, accurate passing I had seen in a long time. They were ripping them to shreds. The passing all over the pitch, the movements from the fullbacks inside, the movement of Son up front, the link up of Kulisevsky. Brennan Johnson was taking Kufal for a walk. I couldn't get over the football I was watching. What happened? They only scored one goal. Should they have had more? Of course. You think? It's the story of Spurs since all these lads have got injured. Yeah. Don't take their chances. Like, you think straight away, Aston Villa game at home dominated them that whole first half, didn't take their chances. Well, I disagree because I look back at some of the Spurs games where they've put how many past City or they've put all their goals against Chelsea. I thought the score were nearly every, the only few chances they've got. Not in those kind of games. The against the Villa where they're the best team, against the likes of West Ham today where they're the best team. And only in the last couple of games, they're not taking the chances. And they're paying the consequences yeah. because they play with such an intensity that their game relies on taking the chances when they get them because they tire. Yeah, exactly. Especially they with in games. Especially <clears throat> with the players that are out there. A lot of players out there playing aren't used to playing consistent ninety minutes. Yeah. Like Lacelso has played the last three full nineties. His first full 90 was his first start since 2021. Yeah. And the likes of Ben Davies is playing full 90s. Feckin Brian Hill played the last two full yeah. 90s. It's these sort of players that aren't used to playing consecutive, consistent games of football. And I was, I was also thinking this as well. I was kind of, at the start of the season, I was reluctant to jump on the Postacoglu bandwagon. Yeah. Because I thought... This is inevitably going to die down. Well, this. we both, we, we started this podcast. Spurs were top of the league. They had been, I believe they were the only unbeaten team left. I could be wrong with that. I thought they were the they only were. unbeaten team left when we started this podcast. And both of us sat here and said, this is unsustainable. This is not, this is not going to keep up. But they can't. We saw by how they played that it was especially at Chelsea where they went down to nine men, but they continued to play the high line on, on the halfway line. Yeah. We said this is not this is not going to last. I still think it's incredibly impressive though how, and I'm going to get on to actually praising West Ham in a minute mm. because they're the team that won the game in the end yeah. and they came back from a goal down. So that's impressive. Yeah. But I think it's so impressive how those players, no matter who's on the pitch, 
they all they're all playing Postacoglu's football after yeah. three months there's managers in the league that are there a year and we're struggling to see patterns of play and a distinct style you can name a few you can name a few yeah so I think it's I actually think it's really that's really impressive that but it, but it can be oppressive and everything but where do you see them truthfully where do you see where, where where's their ceiling with the, with the, with the squad they, they have now with the squad they have now <coughs> but with the way they with the way they play with how they fade in games well I think how they fade in games has got to the squad they have now okay I think I think Spurs have the right man really I think so I only I, like the right man for what what do they have the right man for? To get top four. Yeah. The Spurs but the, Spurs need the, to get this idea the, out of their is, head. This is where you're wrong. The, the, the chairman, Daniel Levy, the Spurs fans you talk to, if you, any of them you can find, they've got top four before. They want happened to, in the last while. <clears throat> yeah, I know. but So they so need to has, get that top four. Other, I get that. But what they really want is someone to come in, long-term project that can take them to some trophy. But this has the bones already of a long-term project. I don't think they're expecting success in the next two years. (laughs) I think if they, in the next two years, cement themselves as a they make White Hart Lane a fortress. I don't even think it is White Hart Lane. It's Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Stadium. They make that a fortress again. They play the football that the fans want. There's, there's two that could be checked off. But 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 it reeks because I I grew up watching Spurs and Spurs when I was growing up were always the most entertaining team in the league always they scored loads and they conceded loads but one thing stayed consistent and they won nothing and it reeks of another odd oh, look at the, it's they're back to their spurs you know they're, yeah. they're scoring lots of goals the fans are happy they have something to get behind they're working hard this is spurs but i think that stat of blown one the leads in their last five games is is exactly that it's spursy it's, it's what it is spursy but he's three months into his reign and he's got injuries to yeah, key players so I think you've got to cut him some slack yeah he's completely overachieving right now completely with the start he made I, I agree I agree with the he performances is. he's putting in I agree with the system with of play he's already implemented he's completely overachieving with, with losing Kane as well and no with losing joke. Kane he's it was a fu- that was a tough job yeah and he's he's got them all on side and that Spurs team were very disjointed at the end of last year so I think he's doing really well all things considered but then they need to back him and when they back him and he has a starting 11 and he's a pool of 15 16 players yeah. where you go them guys are all they've got a good squad now then I'm going to judge him properly but for now I'm taking what I'm seeing at face value and I'm saying he's overachieving massively mm. so I'm going to give him his props but they lost again today. They're throwing points away. But I don't think they have the team to win games consistently at the minute. Where do you see West Ham this season now? Going back to the, the fact that West Ham annoy me. Yeah, you you hate the way they play. West Ham annoy me. I don't yeah, we had this we had this fucking debate before where you said oh, they're they're doing well. They are, they're nice. They're, they're, they're doing really well. They're nice. And, and I was praising David Moyes at the time. But you were I think really David Moyes. I think David Moyes has ran his course to that team. I think he's taken them as far as he can go. I think they need a manager that's going to come in and and do what? Take them to where like the likes of Villa are now, and Newcastle. I don't. Yeah. Why can't they? They've got a 
fantastic stadium. They've mm. got diehard fans mm. and they've got quality players. You can't say they don't. So you think the, do you think the West Ham team is as good as the Villa team? Not right now, but with a bit of recruitment, yeah, it can be. Mm. That I go back to that midfield. That midfield is quality. Ward Prowse, Alvarez, and Paqueta. But Paqueta's stuck on the, the left, left wing. Side, yeah. They're playing Kudus today. Is a huge signing. Who? Kudus. Yes. Kudus is amazing. Mm. There's another player. Like, Bowen as well. Bowen is great. Kudus is great. Ward Prowse is great. Ward Prowse is great. Paqueta is great. Backline, I don't think. Backline's it's... shaky. Yes, yeah, shaky. Ariola has been really good really this season. Really good. So they just need to brush up on a few positions. They have a proper centre forward. They're quality. And if they shore up the back line, mm. they're good again. But they're not playing good enough football. That midfield. Mm. Suchek running around in there hoping he gets his head on something. I know. Do you you, know you're, I mean? not a, you're not a big fan. You think they can do... They have a higher ceiling than... The I think they have a higher ceiling than what they achieve. Right. I don't think... I think they can play better football than what they're, they're playing, playing as well. Absolutely, yeah. Did you, what do you think they were good today? Or do you think they just did the, the usual sat in tight? Well, they did the usual. They sat in tight and they hit them on the break. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah, you see even the winning goal. But was the winning goal, you doggy, like, he's just giving the ball to them. I believe it was your, he was in your team of the season so far. He still is. He's still the best left back in the league this season. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's not a stupinian anyway. Yeah, Where he the hell is he? Yeah, he hasn't played. He's injured. He's injured. Relax. Yeah, and you've had him in the team the year. Yeah, I did. Yeah, six games. Yes, Do you know the games? Fifteen games played the season. Yeah, what well, we did when there was twelve. Okay, whatever. Moving on. You mentioned Newcastle. Yeah. Bit bad, of a shocker. Bad result. Tonight. Bit of a shocker for them today after such a good performance at the weekend. Yeah. But that's Everton now with a. Bonfino. Yeah, they're going to be comfortably. Yeah, we rising, said that yeah, as well. They have the squad uh, and. Very interesting matchup on Super Sunday Spurs against Newcastle. Yeah, Two teams that are up and down. Yeah, like I'd, that's a hard one to call. I actually don't know which way that'll go because both injury ridden. Spurs have shown that they're shaky, they're flaky at home, and Newcastle's away record is getting poor. Mm-hmm. Lost to Bournemouth. Yeah, and the loss today to Everton. I feel like Newcastle weak spot is away from home. I think, but as well, when you look, that Newcastle starting team has started the last four games they're, in all competitions with no they're subs. Shattered. Yeah, they're shattered. They're, they have no subs. Their subs are... The subs that come on are Kraft and Richie. Ron, no, but the other boys are coming on. Even youngsters are coming on at yeah. this stage. It's just Do you know what I mean? It's not really that sustainable Like when you think about no, it. No, it's not. Going, those those two games weren't even the biggest talking points this week because... That's what I was just going to get on to. Like, and for me, this is the, the biggest talking point for, for this week. And it's, it's another game that City have gone through and they didn't win. Not even didn't win. They is it lost getting, Is it becoming they, past a blip now? Do you think? I'll tell you why I think it could be past a blip. And it wasn't okay. So they drew the previous three, and they're after losing to Villa. Villa are a good team at Villa Park. It wasn't that they went to Villa Park, did the usual city controlled possession, missed one or two here, and Villa hit them with one counter. Villa dismantled them. Villa deserve more. From Villa will be going away from that game annoyed they didn't got, uh, get a, improve their goal There difference. was a party atmosphere in Villa Park. So the atmosphere was incredible. I, th- I've seen we've we've both seen City, in, especially at this stage of the season in the past couple of years, have a blip. Yeah, where they've not looked like we've constantly said they look in second gear. They still have the ball, mm. still create a few chances, but they just looked in second gear. I don't remember seeing a team like Villa dismantle them 
The 22 shots. 22 shots to City's against two. the treble win in Man City. City had two shots, and do you know when the second shot City had was? What? The 11th minute. So they hadn't had a shot since the didn't have a shot since the eleventh minute of the game. I, I I can't I could be wrong. I can't remember ever seeing that with City in the past three years. No. So my opinion right now, it's more than a blip. And all it does for me is it gets me excited. Yeah. It gets me excited. Like once you have that team, that monster team, that robotic team that I actually don't really enjoy watching that much. Once you have them fall. To a certain, they're fourth at the minute, and they could it be. It gives further. all the teams around them just that that's, little that's, kick. That's Arsenal are triple more interesting. Yeah, Liverpool games are triple more. Villa, I'm now thinking, geez, Villa can absolutely. Do you know what Pep, Pep said after the game? They're title challengers. Do you agree with him? City, Villa. Oh, Villa are title challengers. Pep said the Villa are title no, challengers. No, 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 they're not. No, Pep is saying that because they just got dismantled. Yeah. Of course, he's going to say that. No, they're not. No, they're not title challengers. I think v- Villa team. will find themselves. In a tough position as the league goes, season goes on, get get them into a quarter final in Europe, which and they see, will and probably see where be in, the, where their priorities and, lie, and see how they get on at the weekend. No, but not where, even how they get on. It's just you'll see where their priorities lie, because they'll play their big team in Europe. It's that's like what West I, that's, Ham last year. That's what I mean. They'll play their right players in Europe. No, but no, if no. Villa are in fourth place, I know, I know. Like if they win the Conference League, they're in Europa. They finished top four during the Champions could be, could be League fifth this year as well, and Premier it could League. be fifth this year. If they're in fourth, with come, like, and say they're four points clear, but yeah. United are chasing them, or Spurs are chasing them, Newcastle are chasing them. That's Emery will have a dilemma there because. But what I would say is Thursday Sunday is not easy. What I would say is it gives teams a chance who are getting in the groove still this season. Yeah, because if City, if it is more than a blip. It gives that chance to a Villa, to a Newcastle, to a Man United, that if they build a long purple patch, or they, they they can get themselves right above City. Yeah. And into that top four and even... Because once you're above City, once you're above City in the league, you're challenging. Anything can happen. You're absolutely... Anything can happen. Vain of form, once you're above City, you're challenging. That's my rule. That's that's the way. Yeah. Do you look, Villa now are, are at the minute above City. Right now, they're challenging. Yeah. Do I think they will be in, in April? No. But right now, they're challenging. You look at the likes of Man United who are three points off. Yeah. They get above them. They're challenging. You look at a Newcastle. They get above them. They're challenging. That's why these games that we've just discussed, Newcastle Spurs, take so much more impetus now that City are not five clear at the top. Yeah. Because I'd look at Newcastle Spurs and say, both have a pretty good chance for top four. It's a good, it's a good battle, but both have a pretty good chance for top four. But now I'm looking at that game thinking, she's the winner can really go and attack even higher. There's no reason as well why Villa can't push <laughs> because their home form is incredible. It's incredible. They've won the last 14 games at home. Yeah, and Emery, that, yeah. was, that was Emery's 50th game in charge of Villa. It's his 31st win. And you think of where Villa were, was when Emery came in under Gerrard. They were 19th. They were 19th. But think about that for a second. Like Emery is in his first 50 games as Villa manager. He got 31, 31 wins out of 50 games. It's insane. For Aston Villa. Yeah. I remember taking them from 19th. Just for context, in Guardiola's first 50 games as City manager, he won 29 games. It's ridiculous. It's that that's a ridiculous stat. It's an amazing stat. Like, and it's such a testament to him because he he had such a hard knock at Arsenal. At Arsenal. Yeah, it's huge. Because that's a what hard people knock. remember in the yeah. like in world football. Yeah. 
Like, even when he came back to Villa, no one was talking about the fact he'd won the Europa League no. with Villarreal. It was he'd failed with Arsenal. Or he made the Champions League semi-final with Villarreal. It was Emery's back to the Premier League where he failed. Yeah. He had such a cloud looming I, over I, him. When he came, his job description, when he came to Villa Park, was to keep them up. Keep them up. And now look. They're, they're currently just dismantled the treble winners. He has he's firmly put a stamp on that team. Yes. And he's and the most impressive part is he's improving players. All players that were already good, like they were good players. The likes of John McGinn, won't even say Watkins, Douglas Louise, all these players, they were they were decent. They were good. Yeah. You were looking at them going, they're Aston Villa players. Yeah. Good, solid, mid table yeah. players. But now they look like they look proper, like proper good players. players. And Villa, even now, they might Villa fans mightn't like it, but they'll generate high sales oh, yeah. as a result of this. But but what this has done and that performance from Villa, it's 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 looking at other results around the league, especially Arsenal. Yeah, that game was away to Luton was amazing, but they found a way again. And watching City in comparison, who are not finding a way right now. To me, Arsenal look dead set favourites. Sometimes I get a feeling. <coughs> it just starts tingling and it starts right, right, yeah, tingling. Yeah, you get some sort of spidey sense. It starts getting, yeah, yeah. getting at me. Yeah. And, I've, and I was getting it since... When did I start pushing a bit of Arsenal prop? About a month ago now. It's about a month ago. I'm trying to think of the game it was. There was a game in particular. It was a game this, 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 I know it wasn't this game, but I know Brentford this scraped by, but you were definitely saying it after Brentford game. I know you were saying it earlier yeah. than that, but you were like, this is what title winners do. I just, it's niggling away at me. I mm. just feel like this could be Arsenal's season. I don't, yeah, I, I, my thing is, from watching United, just because growing up, they won most of the leagues I watched. From watching how they won the league, they'd have a lot of comfortable games. Yeah. And then they'd have that game where they had to battle out and win. What what should be Arsenal's comfortable game where they were 1-0 up, demolishing another team. It was actually the game before last. Can you remember who that was? Wolves. Wolves. Comfortable. Very comfortable. And they made it out of nothing mm. difficult. Yeah. That should have been a game where, I just going back to the old United teams, they'd have made three subs, Brought on young lads, rested their big players with half an hour to go because they've been two 0 three 0 up. Arsenal couldn't do that because they just couldn't get far far enough in front, and they they, they still had to get into a dogfight when they didn't really need to. They won't survive dogfights with the Christmas period twice a, twice a week. Mm. They won't. So, for me to fully be in your vein, your frame of mind, I'd have to see a few comfy comfy wins. In well, the next while. If they go to Villa Park yeah, this weekend no. and they win. Yeah, absolutely. If they go to Villa Park and win, because remember, that'll be stopping Villa getting their 15th yeah. consecutive, which I don't think it'll be a record for Villa. They've never done that in all their history. They're one of the oldest clubs in the league. If Arsenal do go to Villa Park and come out with three points, actually it doesn't matter how they do it. I, they're, they're dead set favourites. It, it, it's the game of the weekend, in my opinion. It is, definitely. Yeah. What way do you think it'll go? It could go... Anyway. One of two ways. Villa are living on a high. Mm. 
and Villa Park's bouncing mm. and they go and they put in a similar performance and they win. Yeah. Or Arsenal really show that they've progressed and they keep tight, yeah. which they have been. They're the best defence in the league. Yeah. And they keep the ball and they null the crowd, mm. keep them quiet. And when the chance comes, they take it. That's how Arsenal win that game. And what makes gives me belief about this Arsenal team is they're knocking off challenges that they didn't pass last year. I know. Yeah. Like, think of that Luton game yesterday. Mm. If that's last season, David Raya is making mistakes. Oh, he's already the heads making drop. mistakes. Heads drop. That's, a, <coughs> that's, sorry, that's another thing. Well, that's, he, just listen to their this. Their team has bailed them out, has bailed them out. But absolutely, but... Tell me the last time you can remember a title winning team in the Premier League where you said that goalkeeper's not performing. I agree with you. I can't remember. I agree with you, but I would only counter that with Ederson's not look too convincing either. See, but Ed- Ederson's Ederson. He's fine. Ederson's fine. Ederson's fine. Ed- you, you, but if we're going to talk Ederson's start, a good enough keeper to if win. If we're going to start talking about this season yeah. and team winning the league this season, Did if it, we're going to talk about well, teams then it's, with then it's Liverpool. then it's Liverpool. And I don't necessarily think Liverpool have the tools deep into the season to go and do it. No. So I don't think... F- the Premier League is funny this season where I'm actually not convinced by a lot of goalkeepers in it. Hmm. They all look flaky and they all look like they have a mistake in yeah. them. Same with Alisson. He's had, he's had a few like hours. Had a couple of mistakes, but he's still he's the best. He's the best. And at the minute on form, Martinez is second. Yeah. And then... You could nearly go down to Areola. And then who is it? Like yeah. It's... Yeah. So I think based on this season, the goalkeeper, on other seasons, I would say I agree with you. Do you get my point? Though? I do. But I still think Arsenal's defence is bailing them out. Mm. They, they, they have an amazing defence. And the signing of Declan Rice ah, looks yeah. like completely transformational. Yeah, He's got already gotten some some huge, really important goals. Huge goals. The winner against United, the winner against Luton, the equaliser against Chelsea. Yeah, huge goals. Not the equaliser, the game that got them back into it. It was the goal Chelsea. that got them back in, yeah. Rob Sanchez, I think, admitted passed yeah. to him. He's, he's fantastic. And I was looking at the game and I was saying, before he even scored, I was like, Rice is just controlling this game perfectly. Mm-hmm. Calming it down, playing the right pass. He's winning the ball back in high up the pitch he's doing everything you want of him he's been phenomenal he, he, he could and it's be, signings like that yeah, that it tilt is, it is it could, tilt be, it could be the difference so, it could be the difference yeah. I, I'm pretty sure City was on the table for Rice as well they were and they bowed out they could be regretting it now because they look shaky when Rodri is not there I think it was Rice more so's decision though I do think it was a decision made by Rice they wanted to beat the it impact. was the right decision oh I think so too it was the right decision um but they still have to get over the line. They do. They still have to get over the line. And that's, don't forget, they're going through in the Champions League as well, so that's a lot for yeah. them. That's their big test, and it's one of them tests you won't get the answer to until... Yeah, April. late in the season, yeah. Won't absolutely. get it until May. But look, it's, the Premier League is phenomenal. The Premier League is better, is better with the not, way it is yeah. now. A huge game that we haven't even touched on yet. Normally, a, a game that's just filled with two teams at the top is Man United against Chelsea. Yeah. 
Went to the way that we both called it. We both called United, not convincingly. You know, I have we to didn't say. fully believe in it. No, because you just we don't we you don't know what you're going to get with either of them. No, but it was very one sided. Yeah, it was two completely different sides of the coin. Chelsea were abysmal. I don't remember them. Chelsea were dreadful. That bad. No. And before we talk about United, I just want to ask because they've spent a lot of money. There's a lot of sort of belief around mm. the young players that they've brought in and Pochettino has a lot of plaudits as well mm-hmm. rightly so he's done good stuff in these what is it three four months of the Premier League season yeah. so far since Pochettino's taken over have Chelsea actually progressed at all? I, th- I don't think Chelsea are very good and I don't I think they're in a worse position internally I hate the way Bowley's going about things. Mm. The the behaviour and schematics from management in any organisation, forget a football club, but the behavioural dealings of managers and CEOs and general people that run organisations seeps throughout an organisation, seeps throughout a club. And from the outside, obviously I don't know exactly what's going on from the inside. From the outside, it looks like Bowley is doing two things. The, what he's doing is he's trying to get away with things. So he's trying to find loopholes. He's trying to find different ways of getting huge signings done over the line. Signing them to huge contracts, which we've never seen before from any club, which if you really, really think about it, can't go well because not every signing works. Next thing you're going to have signings with these nine-year deals on huge contracts that you cannot get out the door because the contracts won't run out. But what that also st- tells me, if you're a player in that club and you have your squad, remember they didn't have enough seats in the dressing room last year to fit the squad. But if you're a player sat in the dressing room, you want to feel belief from management. You want to think the guys at the head of this table think I can do my job, think the guy beside me can do his job and believes that we can go out and perform for this club. Young lads as well. And with how desperate Chelsea are in the market to get these 80 million players, 40 million players, 50 million players here would make me look at myself and think these these guys don't believe in us. They think we still need this massive investment. That's why they're finding loopholes here. We're the talk of the place. Never been done before. Doesn't look good. That behaviour seeps into a dressing room. And I think you saw at the weekend Pochettino's style of play was let's go out and play from the back here. Try and break the press. Because once you break that United press, you're in. And the players, like the management of Chelsea, tried to find loopholes. They didn't, they didn't work the ball from side to side to try and split the United attackers coming in. They were slow. They tried long balls too often. It seeps throughout an entire organisation no matter what industry you're in. On the pitch this season, I don't think the players have the, like I've said this before, I don't know have to got the minerals to be any better than a mid-table team. I go through that team. I thought United starting 11 yesterday was pretty poor. 
when you think of, you know, there was no Casemiro, no Martinez, no Varane, you know, there was no, all these players, Rashford didn't even start, even though if he did, he's obviously not informed, but you're, you're still looking at a United without a good Rashford. McTominay and Amrabat completely outplayed 100 million pound Enzo and 105 million pound 240 Kaiser. million pound midfield that was Chelsea's. yesterday 240 million 45 and million for Palmer 125 Caicedo and 110 Enzo and, and, and just just roll with me for this for one second yeah. right because yesterday I saw McTominay and Amrabat outplay that midfield Along with Bruno, okay, but Bruno plays very far forward in the press. Pretend, okay, for whatever reason, that those three in midfield don't work. Just they, they find out in a year, whatever it is, it's not working. So Ad United is the prime example you've seen how many midfield trios come and go. You'd ha- you've had to move people on for less than you bought them for. It hasn't worked. It happens at all clubs and people make mistakes. Sporting directors change, all that. What contracts are these players on? How, if, if in a year, 18 months, Caicedo isn't working, Enzo isn't working, what do they do with them? How do they get rid of them? Because are you going to have another case of, well, they have to get another big player in. People have seen they're willing to spend 100 million on midfielders, so they're going to charge that. But they have contracts to pay. It, it, it. It's so unbelievably unsustainable from an outsider's perspective. Like, this has to work and it has to work now or they're doomed. They're absolutely doomed. And from what I've seen this season, it's not working. It's all going to come crashing back down on them. (coughs) Like, I I just, I can't wrap my head around it. Mudrick, Mudrick looks horrific up until yesterday I said Mudrick has the ability he has For, the minerals based on what? I went well, he's got pace he he's can dri- fast he can dribble I said Mudrick is an exciting player he's only 20 he's raw maybe he can yeah. mould it into something yeah. that's what I was thinking yeah. and I looked at him yesterday his decision making <sighs> is, is abysmal he is at, from what I've seen from what I've seen I didn't watch him in in Russia Ukraine. I didn't watch him in Ukraine I didn't watch him. From what I've seen, I'd, you give me a langa. Give me a langa in terms of impact. And I don't rate a langa. He's fine. He's, he's hit and run. He's very basic. He's, he's got grabbed a few goals for Forrest, a few assists this, this, this season. Give me a langa. I don't see how Mudrick is much better than a langa. The only thing I've, I will say, I watched Mudrick's debut. It was his cameo against Liverpool at Anfield. And I said, Wow, this guy, he was just a nuisance. He was so fast, a few great touches. Nearly scored, should have scored, didn't score. That's the same thing. It's the yeah. same case. He's fast. He, he should be scored. There was a few, he should have scored that chance that he hit. Which one? The, the, the hit straight at the near post. That's what I mean. Post. That's ridiculous. He could have had it. Why he didn't go across? He could have had two goals and at least The worst one when it was when it was he broke and it was a 4v2 it was a 4 versus 2 in Chelsea's favour and he had the ball and he had to just make a pass he could have made 3 passes 3 passes and he undercooked a pass that Bruno then got back and passed to the goalkeeper 
I mean, he looked horrific. Jackson looked so far from a striker. He looked so far from a striker. If he didn't have those few tap-ins against Spurs, he looked so far from a striker. Out of all the signings Chelsea have made, Cole Palmer is the only convincing one. Yeah, I, I, I really like like Palmer. Like his finish was fantastic against United. It was an amazing finish. Did, thought he was, don't think he's a midfielder. He tried no, to fill the Gallagher right role. Winger, he's better. Yeah, he tried to fill the Gallagher role. He's not active enough. He's not, you know, they did miss Gallagher, which says a lot. And other two boys are worth yeah. 100 million. And Gallagher, in my opinion, has been the best. Yeah. Uh, so. I was so I was so disappointed by that Chelsea midfield. And I don't know what the backline is. I uh, it, no, that changes. I have no fucking idea what game. the backline is. It's it's new boys. I know that it's it's just roulette. I don't know. Like who's I thought play. I thought against Brighton, Badia Shield was the best defender on the pitch. Right. He was nowhere to be seen at Old Trafford. He didn't play. It was Thiago Silva and Dezazi. And they couldn't they couldn't break the line. That guy seemed dead. They it were was, so poor playing It was 2-1, okay? It was 2-1. And it was about the 90th minute at Old Trafford. So you'd think Chelsea are pushing here. And they got themselves at the back line into such a mess that Thiago Silva in the end just had to kick it out of play. Yeah. This is in the 90th minute against, against Man United at Old Trafford. And that was happening all game. That goalkeeper, Rob Sanchez, is awful. Another awful signing. He's dreadful. His passing was so bad. He could have conceded three. Saved their bacon a couple of times though. Saved the penalty. Double save great from McTominay. Sa- great save for the penalty. Double save from McTominay. Nothing about McTominay headed it twice at him. That's... But look, he was there. He was in the way. And that's what goalkeeper has to be. Great save for the penalty. So I'll give him that. Distribution. They're playing out from the back. They were terrible. They were terrible. Really, and and, and really that is, in my opinion, that is down to they, they're not good enough. They're not good enough to play out from the back. Mm. The players... Even Thiago Silva is past it. He yeah. is so past it. They sh- they, if they were a functional, really good team, Thiago Silva's not starting. Thiago Silva's no. in the dressing room. He's at the Azpilicueta stage. He's at the end of season, you know, legend stage. Yeah. Phase where he helps the young lads come through. Advice here, advice there. Look how he trains. Role model. 90 minutes, week in, week out. You're clearly not doing something right. Mm. I, I don't know do you agree with me on Chelsea but I really really don't see how this ends positive for them I, th- I just I just think you went into it in more detail I just think they're a basket case you think they're random you could get anything like I just think they're as you said horrendously ran the plan hasn't worked yet I don't see how it does and I expected Pochettino to get an awful lot more out of him than he's getting I think the midfield the midfield are borderline disgusting me at the minute because they're fantastic players individually when you look at like, them like here, and what they've done the Caicedo thing. has Premier League experience he has been amazing for Brighton he has shored up that def- their defence he's been a perfect marshal and he's pl- and he's good on the ball he's coming to Chelsea and he's letting lads walk past him jogging back nothing mm. but this, so, is, this is what I'm talking about from managerial no, that's no. You're, you're right. Like, like United are another example of prime something septic, yeah. seeping through the foundations yeah. and pouring out onto the pitch. Mm. There's evidence of this happening, and Bowley is just sitting back and just letting it happen. I don't think Pochettino can do much, no. but I do expect him to put together a team and play to their strengths. Like yeah. clearly, playing out from the back isn't their strength. Oh. He's coming to Old Trafford against 
what's got to, what has got to have been a drained United team and he made them look like Barcelona in the first 10 minutes of the game. That was the thing, right? Man United this season have been They were there really for the taking. Bad. They were United really were there bad. for the taking. And they, Chelsea made United look really good. Yeah. That really was, good. That was United's best performance this season. Yeah. And I was just going to flip the conversation to that because for, for, for all the talk about Chelsea, I don't want to undermine that United performance either because I thought they were really good. Yeah. Is that, was that game pure evidence that the dressing room stories that came out were false, basically? I actually think so. I, I, Anthony did an interview earlier in the, in the day on Wednesday saying how much the dressing room was behind the manager and everything, which he didn't have to do. Mm. All of the post-match uh, talk, you hear McTominay, he actually thought, put, the, put the win down to Ten Hag. Yeah. All the players that played came out in full support of Ten Hag, which in the past never happened. Never happened with uh, Jose Van Hal, somewhat with Oli. Mm. It did in fairness over, it, but it wasn't in backing of Oli, it was more so in, He's a sound it's bloke. on the players too. He's a sound, That's kind of, with Oli I remember more Bruno like, saying as well. we feel sorry for Oli, he's, <coughs> he's a nice guy yeah. and he means well, yeah. but we don't really believe in the football we're playing. Whereas with Ten Hag, all season after every loss United have had, McTominay or Bruno yeah. or Onana have all come out and they've said, oh, it's a setback, it's a process, we're unified, we're united. All these empty words. Yeah. And then they come out the next week and they won't perform. Whereas it felt like this game against Chelsea was the first time the players actually were united. Yeah. And that could be down to team selection. I looked at the 11 that he picked and I said, those 11 players will give everything. Yeah. They might not be the technically the best, but they'll give everything and they'll fight for Ten Hag. And that's what Ten Hag has got to keep doing, I'm afraid, yeah. because it's the only way he's going to get results. You can't keep hanging your hat on Rashford at the minute. No. You can't keep playing Martial you've got to play the players that you trust to give 100%. And that's what he did. And every time Ten Hag has made a big starting 11 call, he's gotten a result. He has. You think about Liverpool last season when he dropped Ronaldo and he dropped Maguire. Got the result. Think about even just the last game there where he dropped, dropped Rashford. But I don't think, I don't think this is a kickstarter no, game for United. They've got to go season. and beat Bournemouth. Yeah, and I, I, got, I don't even have any much faith in them beating. Bournemouth I wouldn't have a weekend. huge. I wouldn't have a huge faith that they're going to go out and do that again. I, I really don't. I think, yeah, it was the best I've seen them play this yeah. season. Chelsea were that bad. Yeah, Chelsea were terrible. Chelsea were Chelsea were terrible. They helped us, and Chelsea, when you boil it down, could have scored three. That's the worry. Now, Man United could have scored six. Yeah. There's no doubt United could have had six. But that space is still there. But the space, principle still applies. But the pace is still there. The, sorry, the space is still there. And sometimes I actually don't know how they even get through so easily. There was at one stage where it was the Jackson chance. And the ball had gone out for, I think it was a goal kick down at the other end to Chelsea. So that was the last cut. And when, the, when it cut back, it was Sterling and Jackson on Onana. Mm. In that space of time. And I was just, I remember thinking, wow. 
And all it was was a pass by Dezazi. All it was was a one pass by Dezazi when they were through. And you think, how? That can't happen. Yeah. And I don't know how it happens, but they're clearly not fixing it. There's Before moving on and talking about the weekend, which is another just unbelievable weekend, and we go to my three picks again, which, by the way, I was two from three last weekend. Not too bad. Spurs not the worst. Were, like, again, Spurs were winning and the bottle it is very Spursy. We're, Cooper looks it's broken already Steve yeah. Cooper is if he doesn't beat Wolves this weekend away away that it is it will be his last game is it not a great news to have broken and get leaked like that no it puts Does more pressure more, on him more and it's a bad dress poor lad yeah so and obviously he's very very passionate about Forrest yeah. he's been there he got them up what, do you, what even, do you think do you think he should be sacked did you see the reaction from the Forest fans after the 5-0 loss. No. They sang his name for no, the whole no of stoppage way. time. They applauded him. They, when the players came over to applaud, they booed all the players. When Cooper came over, they cheered Cooper and they sang his song and Cooper basically waved to say goodbye. But obviously he's been given one more game. One more game. But um, Cooper, from looking I at... I really the, like him. From looking way. at the reaction on social media, a lot of the Forest fans are pinning it all on the players saying they're not trying. Yeah. And they've down tools. So you would feel sorry for Cooper in that department. I felt very sorry for Steve Cooper last season when yeah. he had come up, they'd done it the right way in the championship and the owners had just bombarded him with 11 new signings. They did very the, similar this summer as in well. The, exactly. And that, and he openly came out and said, look, in the nicest way possible, he said, it's very difficult dressing room with new players. Some are fit, some are not, some are yeah. coming in, some are coming out. Like you seen the likes of even the Lingard signing last year was yeah. just so desperate. They do, I don't think they needed to go that way. I thought they had a solid enough base that they could build from that with maybe four or five signings yeah. that they could integrate slowly. So I don't think he's been helped by um, by the board. I do think no. if he is sacked, I think they're in trouble. New manager bounce, you wouldn't know. <coughs> like there there's talent in the forest. There is, there, there is. But the, when you say, does he deserve it? I don't know, but any manager that has one win in his last 11 games is Dyson with death. Yeah. He mightn't, maybe he doesn't, maybe you feel bad for him and you feel a bit of sympathy for him. Yeah. But uh, to say he deserves it could be too harsh, but it's clear that it's not working and they need to go in a different direction if they are to stay up because they're below, they're below Bournemouth now. Another manager you had has, has been in trouble is Roy Hodgson. You yeah, don't, you kinda, don't think that, do you? He's kind of creeping up there. Like Palace are They poor. won't sack him. But I think they don't sack him out of like a respect thing. So do I. But Palace are slowly falling. They have four wins all season. And they're, they have they've really good players. They've really good players. Yeah. They have four wins all season. Yeah. They have one win in November, no wins in October. And two wins, and two wins in September, and then the other one was in August. Right. Like they've won wins since since the end of September. Mm. And I was looking at the table, and they have the second or third lowest goal scored in the league. Jesus. Burnley have scored more goals than them. They're not playing well. Yeah. They're not getting results. They're losing poor games. They lost, they've lost to Bournemouth and they've lost to Luton. 
can't do you that. You can't do that. No, you can't. And but, Hodgson shouldn't have been kept on for this season. It was when, when Hodgson was appointed last season instead of Vieira, yeah. I was like, okay, they're clearly just getting a fella a that knows the team, yeah. knows the club, to get them to the end of the season, it gives them the season to evaluate. They'll come back with a new plan because Vieira was an ambitious plan. It showed a bit of something forward planning. Yeah. Keeping Hodgson on, yeah, I know, it's... just stinks of no planning. Yeah, and Palace have a good team. Really They've got good, young really players. players. They're young players that need direction and need the, the club around them to show a bit of ambition. Yeah. A point in Roy Hodgson, like Roy Hodgson got the big send-off in the summer as well, like the whole Selhurst yeah, Park clapped yeah, him off. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Everyone, even everyone in the football world was like, oh, well, Hodgson's going to go because surely he's not going to stay on for another season. Why would Palace do that? Then it comes out and he's staying on. I don't think anyone believed it. And surely the players have got to be thinking, yeah, we love Roy. But... Come on. Yeah, I know. We're a young team. We need someone that is going to be as ambitious as us with a point to prove that can go and achieve something. Yeah. Just. Greeks. Not that Hodgson deserves the sack, but I think Palace need to they do need something. To, they need to be planning now. They need to do something. Yeah. Because the team, they're going to fall into a rut if they keep going as they're going. And as I said, they don't have enough wins. They're losing silly games and they're not scoring goals. And that's a formula for disaster. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple of weeks yeah. Palace get a bit more shaky and really? Hodgson gets under a bit of pressure because I just think that team will rot away if they don't have someone in there just as ambitious as them. I think it's time to go on to picks. Hit Three me picks them. of the week. Come on then. There's a team to these picks. Okay. And I'm going to start with the big one. Aston Villa versus Arsenal. Okay. And I'm taking Villa. I'm taking v- Villa. Yeah, I think I think Aston Villa. I think Arsenal run their luck dry. Oh, and I think they're not gonna get. They've been in too many dog fights in the last while. And Villa, even though they face City only this week, that was not a dog fight. You don't want to get in a dog fight with Villa though either. No, you don't want to get in a dog fight. This is it. I think all scenarios lead to a Villa win. I really do. I think Villa will get the will get the job done there. I'm sticking with my niggling feeling. You're thinking Arsenal will yeah. scrape over the line. I think this will be... <coughs> not that I think Arsenal have already shown that they have title credentials and that they are capable of winning a title this season. I think this will be their big game. Hmm. Where, the league, where the league steps back and says Arsenal are serious. Two very contrasting opinions there, but it'll be very interesting on Saturday yeah. evening to see that. We're moving on to Sunday. I think Wednesday was an extremely damaging night for Chelsea. It was. With how they played and all that. I think they're going to a furnace at Goodison Park and yeah. I think Everton will get the three points there. I have to agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I, and There's that smart money there on Everton. I, I, and I think, I think Chelsea will come back at some stage. I think Poch will make some changes to the team and how they play, but I don't think they're, they're going to be done by Sunday. I think it's too... It's too Everything close. after that win tonight will be bouncing. Bouncing. They were phenomenal. Yeah. 
it's it. I think Everton are just in a really good place. They're out of the bottom three now, and they're going to keep climbing. Yeah, they can play with a bit of a freedom now. A, yeah, a small there's not bit. that. There's, there's feeling of being in the bottom three. No. There's not that pressure. They're out of it now. They're winning. Whereas Chelsea, the feeling going to Goodison Park is very, very contrasting to Everton. Yeah. So I think I think Everton are safe for three points there. Down to a game I actually very found it very difficult to call, and it's Spurs against Newcastle. And I'm going to go with the home team again Spurs I don't think they're going to not win in six okay I think they're going to put it right against Newcastle and I why will, yeah I will be honest it is because I don't think they're just not going to win six games I think I think they need it I know Newcastle have to disappoint the result tonight need it as well Spurs need it more I think Spurs really need it more. I think they really do. Uh, Romero came back tonight. I thought he looked solid in the back. Uh, broke a good few lines. But I just think... I think sp- the fans will help as well. I just think Spurs get over the line at the weekend. Now, I'm not... Used, this is my yeah. weakest one, but I think Spurs will get over the line. I think another factor at play there is Dubravka and goals for Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. Pope is gone. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I do. I think... Uh, Trippier had a howler tonight. Newcastle team has to be tired I, I, they're playing the that's, same all that's the time. my biggest fear with Newcastle is that starting 11 yeah. constantly I playing games I, I think at least Spurs are getting some form of rotation now in the last yeah. two weeks that Newcastle team I've seen the same lineup in the past three weeks they're I think they're going to show it I think they are I think they, they got riled up at St James's Park for United played great mm. away from home they're a lot more shaky they struggle you've, you've seen that this week and I think you're going to see it at the weekend again and that's that's my three picks and I think we'll do a rapid fire throughout the whole yeah. weekend and see what you think. We will. I'm going to name them, right? Palace at home to Liverpool. I think that's a Liverpool win. I think it's a Liverpool win as well. I, think, I don't think Palace have it for them there. Brighton at home to Burnley. Yeah, I think you already know where I'm going with this one. I'm going for a draw. I think Burnley get a draw. I know I went for a draw in the last Burnley away game. They were very unlucky to lose one. What middle. makes you think Burnley are getting a result at Selhurst Park? They're not going to Selhurst Park. Sorry, the Amex. Um... Their 5-0 win against <coughs> Sheffield. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Brighton aren't the best at defending. Oh. And Burnley aren't the best at attacking, but it'll be helped. Burnley aren't the best at anything. But no, no. Burnley are a good football team. I truly think... I when, when That, you, tr- that when, truly reflects when, the league position, doesn't it? <laughs> when you watch Burnley, though. Oh, fantastic. Great. They're really enjoyable to watch. Yeah, and especially when the choke leads. Yeah, but no. Listen. Burnley and then concedes off goals. Uh, Burnley, are gonna, Burnley are going to come good. Burnley are going to come good. It's fine. It's nearly the se- are, are nearly January. Bri- are you going for Brighton there? Of course I am. Yeah, no. Burnley, Burnley are in for a stormer. It's bo- it's Burnley, fucking, Burnley, second Brighton at home. Burnley are in for stormer second half of the season. Man United at home to Christ. Bournemouth. Oh, oof. Two of the, two of the most informed sides in the league. When you think about it, Christ. Um. I think United scrape that. I think United will scrape past yeah, I think scrape. with it being at Old Trafford. I think they're going to scrape it. Sheffield at home to Brentford. That's a Brentford win for me. I, I, Are you sure Embuen was injured? Yeah. No, I think Sheffield United. Where's the goals coming from? Uh, the, any, the, I'd score. Sheffield are <laughs> absolutely shit. I think. Do you not think Chris Wilder is going to come in and have a manager bounce? No. 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 You do love a good manager bounce. I do, no. Fuck. I do love a man. Fuck. I do love a manager bounce. Do you know what? I no, think that's no, a draw. I think Sheffield are shit. No, Burnley put five past them. I think that's a draw. No, I have a Brentford there. Wolves at home to Forest. Unfortunately, I think Wolves are going to put the dagger in yeah, Cooper. Yeah, I think that's the end of Cooper there. That's such a shame. Yeah. I do think that's it. 
Aston Villa versus Arsenal, you know my feelings. It's a Villa win for me and I'm it's going, an Arsenal I'm win for you. I'm going to go for Arsenal. Everton at Chelsea, you know my yeah, opinion. You I agree. I think that's an Everton win. Fulham at London Derby. Fulham at home to West Ham. Um, I have Fulham. I have Fulham here. At Craven Cottage. Yeah. They're really in form at the minute. Are they? Yeah, they're really playing well. Even, even Jimenez is scoring. You know what it means when Jimenez scores. You say Fulham are in good form. I think... That's a bit reactionary. They've won three of the last four games. But if you remember, one of them wins was the other day, 5 0 against Forrest. Fair enough. I'll that, take I'll, That's a great I'll, win. No, I'll take it there. That's good. Yeah. That was the last game. Yeah, yeah. Game before that was Anfield. Yeah, they scored goals, but they still conceded four. And hey, they went to Anfield and put up a better fight than most teams will. Yeah. So to come on. And then the other win was the controversial one against Wolves, where they got penalties. They shouldn't have got penalties. Yeah, I mean, they still, I thought they still put it up to Wolves. And that's not an easy thing to do. I think Wolves are a really good team. So I, I think Fulham are really coming into a good vein of form. And I think they're going to beat West Ham. I think West Ham are going You think West Ham are going to win? Yeah. Okay, a few fucking contrasting picks. Right, Luton at home to Man City. Man City. Draw. Draw? Yeah, draw. Yeah, draw. With Rodri back? Yeah. I know City have been poor, but I think that's a do, bit of a Do reach. you know what, right? Luton have put it up to... They have. Luton have put it up to Liverpool. They have. And Luton have really put it up to Arsenal. Yeah. I think, I think especially at, at home, they're set up in a way that they can play with a team that's going to have a lot of the ball. City will have a lot of the ball. They find it really hard to go into that fucking third and fourth gear to get those goals. The way I see it is, Luton's pitch is very narrow and that does suit, New, does suit yeah. Luton. And it doesn't suit City. No, I just think City will be too strong for them. I think I think they'll get a draw. I could be fucking arse with, but I think they'll get a draw. And finally, we finish with Spurs versus Newcastle. And you know how I feel there. Um, that Spurs win for me. I really haven't an Scooby Doo. I know, I know. How that game is going to go, but um, I'm going to roll the dice and I'm going to say Spurs win. So both agreement there. A few contrasting opinions yeah. there for the upcoming week, but guys. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the weekend. Sit back, watch the football, and we will hear our opinions on all the shit that happens on Monday.